that's what the conflict was for. That was the point was not for someone to win and someone to lose. Right. The conflict was for me to become more like Jesus Christ. Hey, everybody. This is Susie. And Cosmo from SoulAnchoring.com. You're listening to the I Feel Loved When podcast. The show for people who interact with people. We're your go-to podcast for navigating God-honoring relationships, whether single, dating, engaged, or married. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And now, here's today's show. Hey, Susie. What are we going to talk about today? Hey, Cosmo. Today, we're talking about conflict. Specifically, (laughs) Specifically, the goal of conflict. Goal of conflict. That sounds different. It is different. We're going to start with um, a Bible verse this time. Proverbs 2, 2 through 5 says this, Making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. And I'll put a little plug in here. Susie reads the Bible, and we have other places (laughs) where you can listen to her read the Bible. So go look at our Soul Anchoring website on YouTube, and you will find, at least starting with the Book of John, and potentially others, places where Susie's reading the Bible for you. Susie reads the Bible. She's got a really great voice. I I should just not do this at all. I I probably should just let her. Face for radio. She should just, she should do my part and her part. Could you do that, Susie? I'm Cosmo. I'm talking like Cosmo now. That sounds exactly like me. You should also be an impersonator. Cosmo, let's get down to business. All right. These people didn't listen. Tune in to hear us be goofballs. Tune in. It's like we're on a radio or something. What's that all about? They turn their dials. Okay, stop. We're going to have a conflict if you don't straighten up. (laughs) So we are talking about conflict today, and we're going to start with a little bit of a backstory on how Cosmo and I used to handle conflict, how we used to fight, how we used to argue early in our marriage and early in our relationship, really. We um, had very different fighting styles. I would, we would get upset about something. We would start to talk about it. I would get mad, yell, maybe slam a couple of books down on the floor or something. Slam the door. I didn't throw stuff, but I would, I would get then, a cleaver. The, the, no. Then I would leave, storm out of the room and go into a different room and slam the door. She was good at slamming the I'm door. I'm a good slam. I'm a good door slammer. It, it can, takes timing. It's like comedic timing, but it's angry timing. <laughs> yeah. I was really good at it. Meanwhile, Cosmo wanted to talk and talk and talk until the whole thing was completely hashed out, figured out, talked through, all completely taken care of. And so, but on, on the, the spot, <clears throat> but immediately on the spot, on the spot. So what we came to find out was that when I was growing up, I had a really bad temper and would often say things I didn't mean in the heat of the moment. And so in order to avoid that, in order to avoid saying mean things to my parents and my siblings, I would storm out and slam the door and cool off and then come back later and not talk about it. But just kind of let it go. Sweep under, it under the rug. <laughs> Swept under the rug. Well, in Cosmo's family, if you had a conflict, you sat down and you... We would chain you to the table. Basically, you would not that's what it. it sounds like. And y'all would like, like we're going to hash through this thing until somebody bleeds. Like, we're just going to talk through this. It's uncomfortable. It's awkward. It's painful. But we're doing it. Yeah. And so when you have those two really different... Oh, and so... 
not only that, but if in Cosmo's family, if you left the conversation, the conflict in the midst of that, you were giving up. Yeah. Right. And you were mm-hmm. essentially giving up not just on the conflict, but on the relationship. Like yeah. you were walking away from the relationship. Right. It basically said the time that we're spending here trying to solve this problem, you are not valuable enough in my life to sit down and do this with me. I'm going to leave it because you're not valuable. <laughs> and that's a terrible feeling to think that, oh, well, they're going to go solve it on their on their own. And what we found a lot of times, and I think because of some of our family members that, you know, we, we, we had different issues. And when we didn't sit down and talk about it, we made bad choices. Mm-hmm. And we made bad decisions. And so we wanted to help each other. And we went to the extreme. You can't leave the table. <laughs> so suffice to say, me storming out and Cosmo demanding that we stay in the same place, otherwise we've given up on the relationship was really a problem. Yeah. Susie was saying, I value you so much. I don't want to say these things yeah, and hurt your exactly. feelings. I and value I, the relationship enough to walk away right. until I can calm down. And I value it so much that I'm not willing to speak about it again, because hopefully that will keep us somehow things will be better later on. Yeah. It, it was sort of, sort of at least a, I hope things could be better. And for me, it was, I value so much that I'm going to sit here and go through the pain of dealing with your problem when it's a lot easier to walk away. Yeah. So we had to, if we were going to make this marriage thing work, (laughs) this relationship thing between us work, we were going to have to learn to have different goals. It's like we had to do things together. (laughs) Yeah. Instead of just uh, finding different directions to go and avoiding each other when it came to conflict. Yeah. We had to have, we had to learn to have a different goal and we had to have grace for each other's approach and the emotional capacity to deal with conflict. We had to learn a lot of things in this process of how to actually walk through this, understanding each other's, understanding the pros and cons of each of our approaches to conflict. Right. Not just the details, but also our approaches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And And it's not that my way of handling it was wrong and yours was right or vice versa. It was that they were different and we had to come to terms with with how to do that. Right. So we had to have a shared goal. Yeah. Which is different. It's not just we want to find a solution. Yeah. What's our goal in this? Right. So we had to learn something. We had five years of courtship where we thought we knew each other and then boom, being married was like... Wait a second. There's You're different. You're different. And I'm not sure I like that. <laughs> I'm not sure I like you. So the problem that we see in this conflict conversation is what, Cosmo? What's the problem? My life would be better if only you would do what I want you to do. <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah. That's, that's the real stem of the whole thing is I want you to do something. You're not doing it. I'm not getting my way. So it does sound like a toddler a little bit. <laughs> But we're really but smart aren't, toddlers. Aren't we all just tall toddlers? <laughs> we're just tall toddlers. I mean, at the end of the day. But boy, we've got the same kind of triggers and the same kind of anger issues. We generally do things more sophisticatedly, but We not... have bigger vocabularies. Ooh, yes, we do. <laughs> but You said sophisticatedly, so I had to throw in the word vocabulary. Ooh, vocabulary. <laughs> so I think that the problem, like you said... Be better if you would just do what I wanted. We simply aim at getting our own way. Yep. I want to get my point across. I w- I'm willing to hurt you <laughs> verbally or emotionally if, as long as I can get my point across 
or at the very least, I'm going to shut you up. Mm. A lot of times conflict is aimed at just being heard even over and above hearing the other person over and above hearing their their side of things, what they're thinking about and, and oft- so forth. And oftentimes we're not even asking for agreement. We're just asking for obedience. Yeah, that's probably true. It's important to recognize that we are guaranteed to disagree with someone else at some point. Yep. All conflict is, is a disagreement. It is just a disagreement. Yeah. It's most often about a subjective issue or just a difference of opinion. A conflict is simply a struggle between two people because we have incompatible or opposing needs, desires, and beliefs. And what bothers most of us about conflict is that somewhere deep down inside, we expect to arrive at the opposite. We expect to agree. We expect to have the same opinion. We expect for our needs, desires, and beliefs to be compatible. But that's rarely what happens. Yeah. And it can be even on the simplest thing, like tonight, I'm hungry for Italian. Why, Susie? Why would you (laughs) not be interested in Italian tonight? You know I hate pasta. Exactly. So even the small things, we have this expectation that we will have uh, be compatible on everything that we're thinking about. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like we think that we're that the universe revol- revolves around us. <laughs> so yeah, I think that we expect a conflict to result in either agreement or what did you say? Obedience. Obedience. So either I want you to agree with me or I just want you to do what I want you to do. Right. So we're back to that my life would be better if only you would do what I want you to do. But what happens is that rarely happens, <laughs> almost never <laughs> happens. Right. Therefore, there will always be some form of conflict between two people. There will, not, there will always be some sort of struggle, something they disagree about. So how do we maintain close relationships if there's going to always be conflict? Well, that's a good question. So let's examine how does the world deal with conflict? Yes. How does the world deal with conflict? Do what I say, <laughs> when I want you to do it, how I want you to right. do it, We've when I want you about to do this. it. <laughs> exactly. That is what we want. We want compliance. We want what we want when we want it. Again, yeah. we're tall toddlers. Oh, it's like we're selfish. Okay. It's kind of like we're selfish. It's kind of like we're selfish. So there's often, the world often approaches this from either a, a fear mentality or an avoidance mentality. Right. There's either aggression or there's relishing in conflict. Right. So we we either want to get away from it, run away, or jump into it and uh, impose ourselves on someone else. Yeah. So avoiders want to avoid any type of conflict ever. If there's a potential for conflict, just stay away. They'll avoid it at all costs, even to the point of not asking for what they have earned Mm-hmm. or have a right to, mm-hmm. or have the um, freedom in the relationship to ask for, because there's this great fear of offending the other person and therefore inciting conflict. Right. And this can happen in any relationship. So it could be marriage for sure. You're, you're in things all the time. And boy, we, we argue about this all the time. So I'm just going to start avoiding it so that there's no yeah. conflict. Well, that you're just multiplying it for later. It's just going to build up resentment and, right. and explode. Also, other other places, it could be in your business. Maybe you've got people that you don't like to talk to or people you like to talk to and you respect them so much that you don't want to, want to ever have a conflict with them. Yeah. So you become the yes man. Yeah. And whether it's the yes man because they've got power or the yes man because, you know, I want to succeed and therefore I'm, I'm afraid. So it comes out of this whole fear uh, bias. 
against even, conflict. Yeah. Or you even see it as a way of, of, like you said, kind of honoring that person that if I disagree with this person that I look up to, then I'm being, I'm dishonoring them or I'm somehow mistreating them and they deserve my respect and I'm showing them disrespect. Mm-hmm. So those are, that's an avoider. But it's a false. It is. It's, it's a, a false, um, a false humility and a yeah. false honoring. It's yeah. actually out of fear because you're wanting something for yourself greater than imposing the conflict that would hopefully restore equality between you. You've yeah. actually kind of demoted yourself in this situation. Right. So the other folks, <laughs> they love the conflict. <laughs> yes. We have friends like who fight. their whole family is about a decibel level, <laughs> maybe three decibel levels, not decibel levels. I'm talking octaves. I don't know. It, it gets loud and high and screechy. Um and scary. So, uh, so yeah. it, it, scary to people who, like me, come yes. from a very quiet household. Yes. Uh, it seems really loud and, and boy, they're into every single thing and they just f- duke it out every single time. Yeah. And for some families, uh, some friends, that's their way of, they, they, they just, they like to get into it. They yeah. like to get into that conflict and just, and just really rip into each other. Yeah. And they're probably good at it. Right. And it often gets them the results that they want. They they, they've been able to intimidate people. They've been able to, you know, shove their opinions down someone's throat and they win. They feel right. like they have, have won the thing. I had a friend in high school who was like this. He was he was always digging up conflict to the point that you never knew if he actually agreed with what he was arguing about or if he was just doing it for the sake of arguing. Right. Just doing it to make you uncomfortable with the fact that he was opposed to you. And he was really good at arguing. So it was very frustrating. Right. So someone who just disagreed for the sake of disagreeing. A disagreeable person. A disagreeable person. But the question is, at what cost? What's the cost of that so-called victory? Is, Is your attitude and behavior, is it worth losing or damaging a relationship just to get your way? Just to be right? And then that begs the question, if we take it a step further, to say, are people expendable to you? Do you just see this as a battle to be won, as a person to be conquered, as opposed to a relationship to be developed? Right. Is it just a way to make yourself feel better, a way to get a little dopamine rush, a, a way to deal with your own internal issues or maybe your insecurities? But the real cost then is you may get that slight satisfaction for a little while, but eventually people are going to say it's not worth it. Yeah, for sure. So from our opening story about how we handled conflict early on, I was definitely an avoider. I didn't, I would just not talk about it. And Cosmo didn't necessarily relish in the conflict, but he needed a time and a place to talk about it eventually, maybe in a calmer situation knowing that we could take time to go through this together. I think that generally, yeah, we didn't we didn't relish it in our family. We didn't really I mean, we 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 posed hard questions and we made sure that we got the answers. We didn't we didn't you, let people escape. I think you looked forward to a positive solution. Right. I don't think it was about winning and beating someone. Right. I think it was about coming to a, a positive solution for for the person. For the person, people, yeah. We, we, the people involved. We wanted a good resolution. We wanted those people to succeed and, and do well. The problem that we faced was that, um, you know, a lot of times, I guess this was at, you know, 
family functions and and you're and, talking and like cousins and aunts and uncles kind and of extended aunts. family right and and so we didn't get to see them all the time so we had to do it immediate <laughs> right? because if they we only have the, five days together at christmas we got to get everything out on the table right. and figure it all out or you got one day that you're meeting for thanksgiving yeah. or, or you know or um it, it seemed that we had to make sure that the person didn't leave the table because there wouldn't be a resolution it, it, it meant that that really, we we only had so much time, so we had to find that right then. The problem, so that that works in, in our family. It worked. It was uncomfortable. We wish that we would have more time together because then you could say, "Hey, I want you to take a half a day or as much time as you need. I want you to think about here's here's three questions we want to start with, and yeah. then come back to us, and then let's talk through Work it. Work through it together, right? Rather than Oh, this is what's going on in your life. We need to talk about it now. Right. <laughs> let's get this. Let's get this figured out. Right. So, in the midst of that, Cosmo, um, you, what kinds of things were you trying to accomplish? Like, if you were going to sit down and talk this through with somebody, what were the what were the parameters that were in place in order to um, get through this conflict conversation? Right. I think that, especially now, if you're talking about friends, family people that you're working with, um, depending on your relationship status, but those who are really close to you, the others that are in your life that are, that are deep and and close, you really need to believe the best about them. You know, it, it helps you to come to the conflict with the belief that they too are seeking a solution small plug for our believe the best mini series episode. Where we go into this concept in great detail. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Thank you, Susie. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for here. putting the podcast voice That's, on. That's um, what I'm here for. Yeah. The other one is to consider why I'm actually in the conflict. Is it a want or is it a need? Am I engaging with this person because I, I just want it done this way because I want it done this way? I know mm. that you disagree and... Or is it, oh, I've got an actual real need here, and it's very important that this is done because it's it's not just a want. Yeah. Um, or perhaps it's a want, but there's a, there's a solid reason behind it. Right. It would be helpful to me if you did this this way or right. in this manner. Right. The other thing is, uh, because when we were with family, we, were, we really didn't have a lot of time to prepare thoughts, to think about things, to consider and reason. We kind of had to do on the spot in the moment. So it was more like a debate. Mm. It was more like a interrogation sometimes. Um, Sounds fun. (laughs) Oh, it was really fun with my cousin. We would bring our girlfriends a lot of times and we would interrogate uh, the girlfriends and ask, we had 21 questions and we would interrogate them. Um, We wanted the best for both of them, but it was a little bit uncomfortable. Um, The other thing is you have to be prepared in the conflict to be right or wrong. Hmm. If you're okay with that. Yeah. If, if you're, you still have to honor the person, even if you're right, you can't lord it over them uh, that you're right. You you can't say, Oh, you're stupid. Exactly. (laughs) And then if you're wrong, you have to humbly and confidently say, I like your idea and I agree with you, or this is what you want. And I want to help you and, and do that. I'm not sure which one of those is harder. Honestly, pride gets in the way of, of in both of those in situations. In both those situations, yeah. And it's it can be really hard to be graciously right 
or graciously wrong. Right. It can be really difficult. Yeah. So in essence, all this kind of together is we kind of put it all together because our solution that we've developed over these years really comes from having a perspective that our goal should be should be unity in what we're doing. We want to have a goal that is both of us having the same vision towards conflict, not just one of us is right, one of us is wrong, or she got her way and I didn't get my way, because boy, that that leads to a whole lot of bitterness. Yeah. Oh, you always get your way. Oh, you always get to do whatever. Yeah. This is one of my favorite um, soul anchored solutions. Soul anchored solutions brought to you by (laughs) Soul Anchoring. See, it's fun to be podcast voice. Um, Anyway, this soul anchored solution highlights a third way. It's distinct from avoiding conflict. It's distinct from relishing conflict. It creates a potential for a thriving and godly relationship. Thriving and godly relationship? Thriving and godly relationship. What does that look like? Do you want to know what the solution is? Do you want to hear it? Please, please tell us. Are you so ready? I'm ready. You've got to change your expectation of what conflict is for. Like, what's the point of conflict? I think we approach it, we've talked a little bit earlier on about, it's about getting my opinion across or getting my way. So what does that mean? The reality is when when you have conflict, it's because something matters to you. Mm. Now, it's good to care. It's good to share what matters to you. We don't want to be emotional sloths. That's not great. And the, the, the reality is that thing matters enough for you to stand up for it. Right. To state your feelings and opinions about it. You want to try to get it to matter to other people the same way or at least on a level that matters to you. And those are not bad motives. Right. It's, it's good. If something matters to you, it's good to talk about it and share it with other people. Right. But what's your goal in sharing that thing and sharing what matters? Are you, is, it a, is it just to get the other person to agree with you or are you aiming at mutual understanding? Mutual understanding. Mutual understanding. Hmm. So the phrase becomes, my life would be better if we understood each other. Not my life would be better if you would just do what I wanted, but my life would be better if we understood each other. So the goal is to solve this problem together, to be in unity and understand each other together. Right. Conflict is simply an opportunity to solve a problem together. Yeah. 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 And to share our perspectives. Like, I want to be able to share share clearly my perspective on something. I want to be able to communicate with you how I see something. And we talked last time, last week, about um, clear communication and assertive speaking and all those things. Mm -hmm. And that folds into this. If I want to be able to share my perspective clearly and for you to understand it, then I also, but I also need to hear and understand your perspective. It's not just a one-way street, just like communication. It's not a one-way street. Neither is this perspective sharing unto understanding understanding in conflict. Right. So what if we went deeper into our conflict, not just the what of the issue at hand, but rather we get deeper. So you share. A lot of people, I mean, most conflicts are just sharing. Yeah, here's what's wrong. And I don't even know if it's sharing. It's... uh, (laughs) Pushing, shoving, <laughs> right? 
you know, it's sharing, like dumping on someone else. Right. Sharing is actually appreciating the other person that you're <laughs> right. offering this Here, to. Let me give you this. <laughs> right. So we want to go deeper, though, because it's not enough to just talk about the what at hand. Rather, we want to go deeper and ask the why. Why do I feel this way about the thing that is the conflict? And why do they feel this way that they would react or respond to me in, in a potentially negative way or opposite, opposite way? <laughs> and how do those feelings actually speak to the way that we feel loved? Mm-hmm. How does she feel loved? How do I feel loved? Because it's what our podcast is about. I feel loved when. <laughs> That's right. We always so come we, back to that. We want to get to that deeper part. So Proverbs 25, tw- not 25, 20, verse 5, <laughs> the purpose in a man's heart is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. And that's what we want. We want to find the why. It's not enough to know that you're in deep water. I get it. That's the conflict. There's something going on here. It's difficult. Yeah. But we want to draw it out. The why. We want to draw out the the depth, the why. So I think the the one of the best ways to do that is to do your very best to not discuss a conflict in the heat of the moment. Mm. So to find a time and a place that you can set it that is set aside to discuss issues, problems right. that you may be having. We do this at a weekly meeting. We like to sit down and talk through these things. We like to make it a place and time that's free from distractions. Um, feeling When we're feeling good and not super emotional, um, believing the best about one another, it's a comfortable space for both of us. I like it to be clean and tidy. Cosmo likes to have no work distractions going on. And so we have this, this set aside time and space during the week where we know we can talk about a lot of things, but one of them is if something has bothered us during the week. Right. So if something like rubs me the wrong way that Cosmo does, I can lash out at him in the moment and fuss at him and complain, and it probably won't really help all that much, either one of us. But instead, it's better if I can notice that, hey, that that made me feel a certain way. It bothered me. I want to talk about that at our next weekly meeting. And in the meantime, I'm going to make note of it. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to try to figure out why it might matter to me, why it bothered me, um, maybe even start to try to understand it from Cosmo's perspective, and then also think about what I want in this situation. This bothered me. Here's why it bothered me. Here's what I'd like to see instead. And so by the time we get to the actual weekly meeting where we talk about the thing, I've done some work to not just say, you're terrible because you did this, but rather this thing happened. It caused this reaction in me. Here's why I think it did it. Can we talk about it? Can we figure out a solution together? Right. When, when people say, oh, marriage is hard work or friendships are hard work. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. You actually have to do the thinking, the (laughs) processing, the emotional processing, because if there is an issue that, that you're dealing with, you may not know why you feel that way. It may just irk you. And you don't yeah. know where the frustration came from. Yeah. You don't know where. And so what we're asking for, and this is what the Bible talks about, seeking understanding, finding understanding, because you don't even understand your own desires and wants. They just flare up sometimes. So you need to take the time and sit down, process through it. And then once you've processed through it, you can lay it out and say, this is this is what I think is going on. Yeah. Will you evaluate it with me? Yeah. Rather than you're wrong, I'm right, do what I say. Yeah. And you do have to start 
you have to start somewhere. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. Um, we're going to give an example. Cosmo, you, there was a time in our relationship, in your life, when you were habitually late. I had a habit. It was, you know, <laughs> a habit. It was a bad habit. It was... Some people and, called it bad. Some people were, were dissatisfied you, with my habit. Yes. And I, we had a conflict about it because I'm never late. It wasn't a conflict. We had conflict about it. It's like a big capital C, overarching, hanging over our marriage conflict about conflict. it. Especially, I mean, like Cosmo said, we were together for five years before we got married. And so there was five years of me kind of just dealing with it. If I could only marry this guy, I could change him. <laughs> well, exactly. Because once we're married, now it looks bad. It reflects poorly on me. Wait. When my husband is like, I can't make him be on time. I thought I could make him be on time. If he loved me. If he only loved me, he'd be on time. He'd be on time. But the problem was Cosmo, I mean, he knew it was it was a point of conflict, but there wasn't really a real clear, like, he didn't think it was an issue. Right? Like, I'll, I just let, I'll let you speak for that. I won't put words in your mouth. I appreciate that. You're welcome. There's no conflict there. <laughs> I would say that generally, I just didn't see many times where being on time really made a difference. If I walked into church late, not Meh. a big deal. If I got to an exercise class late, eh. If, I was um, in the parking lot on time. Yeah. Um, I think I think one of the couple of times that it really started, I started feeling it, not just when Susie would say it, but I felt it as I think we went in a wedding or two a little bit late. Yeah, that, like when you're walking down the aisle with the bride <laughs> and the dad, like that's a problem. Like that's when late being late is just not We're cool. like grabbing flowers and stuff and like walking in front of them like, here you go, come on, we're part of we're this. We're flower girls. Yeah, no. So I, I started feeling it in different places and noticing how it did affect other people. I think I was just kind of blind to how much it affected other people. People were just kind and courteous, I think, most of the time. And then sometimes, maybe it doesn't matter. I show up a little late at a yeah. doctor's office. Oh, they're 30 minutes late anyway. <laughs> mm. But, you know, I showed, I showed up late to classes. I showed up late to a lot of things. I never felt like I was missing something. And maybe I even wasn't. But that However, wasn't the issue. Yeah, The issue, I think, really came out when we had a friend that's, that had a conversation with Cosmo about this. He was actually a personal trainer. And we were taking a class with him. He's an excellent personal excellent trainer. Excellent personal trainer. And we would we were... I was always on time, <laughs> even though we were in the building together. Yeah, it's not time. like I was 50 feet away. Yeah, but we were we were in the building. The class started at noon. I was there by 11.55, and Cosmo was usually there 12.05, 12.10. So he kind of missed the warm-up, but didn't really see it as that big of a deal. So our personal trainer, again, a good friend, he came to Cosmo one day, and he was like, look, I show up on time to coach you on Fridays at noon. And when you saunter in late, assuming you don't need the warm-up, even though I'm your personal trainer and I say you do, assuming you can just jump right in, assuming all these things, it shows a great deal of disrespect for me. It shows a lack of care. It shows a lack of concern for me. And it's discouraging. You know, it distracts me. It distracts the other people. And um, it shows a lack of integrity in you. And shows a lot of uh, shows a lack of value yeah. to the, what he does, yeah. 
and to the rest of the people that are there because yeah. we're a group. We're not just, I mean, we became a, a close yeah, group we of friends and people were expecting you to be there. It was part of being able to do those things with enjoyment and with, um, with the, the desire to work together to yeah. better ourselves. Yeah. And, and when was, somebody wasn't there, yeah, it, it, everybody noticed and it right. distracted the group. Right. And he, he just laid it out for Cosmo. And was oh, he like, laid it out for me. <laughs> honestly, um, I don't trust you in this area. Yeah. And that was, you know, for Cosmo to be told he had low integrity, that he was untrustworthy. I mean, those are some discouraging. Those are pretty strong words. It's pretty strong language. And our friend meant it. Like, yeah. it wasn't. he wasn't just trying to be inflammatory. He was like, this is honestly how this makes me feel. And the time that you spend here is just as important as the work that you do. Yeah. Because you have said that it is. Right. Otherwise, don't come to this class. Go and work out by yourself with your right. phone in your don't hand. Don't waste my time. <laughs> but you're saying to me, you're going to be here because it's more as as important, at least, yeah. as the other things that you're doing. So you have to separate these things out. Yeah. So after all of that confrontation and conflict happened, what was needed for you, Cosmo, to make to actually make a change? Well, I really had to see the issue from the other person's perspective. Mm-hmm. I, I think yeah. that all, all of the whole thing was I wasn't looking at it from Susie's perspective. I didn't look at it from Bill's perspective. I didn't look at it from anybody's perspective except mine, which was my time is valuable. Right. And, or I'm just, I, I'm going to be lazy and yeah. I'm fine with that. You know, that's, uh, and so, but when you start really looking at other people and their, their value and the priorities they put on things, then I had to, really understand that that Susie and others, when they um, clearly convey their perspective, not just being angry at me, not yeah. just whipping me into place, not just think, making me feel guilty. Yeah. I think that was one of the biggest things was that Bill didn't approach you with anger. He approached you with sincerity. Right. And he didn't make any like flippant comments like, right. oh, you're here yeah. today. Thanks for Thanks. showing up, yeah. buddy. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much for gracing us with your presence. Right. It, does it, that actually help someone be on time the next no, time? No. And not. It actually makes you defensive. Yeah. So he did such a great job. He just pulled me aside and it was just as a short conversation. Pri- just completely private. Free, completely private. Yeah. Very practical. And it made me understand what he was going through. And once I got that perspective change, that transformed me. Well, and he also understood what mattered to you. He understood that being trustworthy and having integrity and all those things mattered to you. So he kind of used these keywords mm-hmm. of like, this is the person you want to be. You're not being it in this area. So what are we going to do about that? Right. This doesn't align with who you say you are yeah. and who you want to be. The other issue that I have to deal with then is even if I'm in agreement with Susie or Bill or whoever, and I need to make a change, you know, there's conflict. After conflict, oftentimes somebody's <laughs> got to make a change. Yeah. And for me, I had to put some systems in place. I had to put some timers in place. I had to ask people to help me, which is a- another pride issue, right? I've got to say, hey, Susie, I'm not good at keeping time for this. Can you pull me aside 15 minutes before the class? And if if you need to, like, grab <laughs> my hand, my <laughs> unplug my computer, <laughs> throw you know, my phone in the garbage, toss, toss water <laughs> on my head, do something so that I'm ready and learn how to prioritize, learn how to get ready beforehand yeah. and not just, oh, I'm getting ready right at the time. Yeah. And I would say you have gotten so, so, so much better 
Um, there are times every once in a while, it's kind of that default mode. We all slip back into our default mode sometimes. But I would say the majority of the time you are aware of what needs to be prioritized. You're aware of how to organize your time and your space and what's going on so that you can be places on time and not have to worry about. I mean, I, don't, I feel like we worry about this issue hardly ever. Yeah. Early in our marriage, it was constant, and now it's hardly ever. Right. So that's a pretty amazing. Well done, Cosmo. Well, thank you. Well, and I think that it comes from um, the next verse that we want to share, which is I learned to not mm-hmm. lean on my own understanding. My own understanding is flawed. It it is my own perspective, and once you start getting other people's perspective, that is so valuable. And I think that's the the really goal of conflict. I need to value your perspective, and be able to. Um, to prioritize your perspective as valuable as my perspective. And so Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. And what people in your life are doing, if they come to you with sincerity, they're believing the best, they're, they're walking through these things with you, is that they're helping you to trust the Lord in integrity, trust the Lord in valuing other people and their perspectives and not just saying, I want what I want when I want it, yeah. but rather I'm looking to share and receive and understand what is the best way we can find a solution that blesses both of us and other people in the yeah. whole situation. That is what is really transformational. So the point of, of the conflict that you had with Bill was not for you to feel bad was not for you to be ashamed, but rather he was helping you come to a place of improvement, of transformation, especially once you came to that place of mutual understanding. Right. That's what the conflict was for. That was the point was not for someone to win and someone to lose. Right. The conflict was for me to become more like Jesus Christ, Mm -hmm. for me to walk in the integrity of Christ, for me to walk in honoring people like Jesus does. The more that people come and have conflict, sometimes there seem like they might be petty, but but those things are oftentimes what we have to find. What's, what's the deeper meaning? Yeah. What's the deeper thing that's going on in your life that we can get a better understanding? Because once we have that understanding, we talk to God about it, we talk to each other about it, we'll find solutions that we do together. The conflict is not about being right and you do something, you change. Susie worked with me because I wanted to receive the the words that she had given me, Bill had given me, lots of people had given me over the years. But once I understood it, once I understood this was a blessing from God, that's when the transformation happened because I'm now ready to actually let God start making those changes and letting other people help me in that process. Yeah. So conflict is not enough. You have to have a goal in mind. Yeah. Okay. So let's give the people what they want. What do they want, Sue? They want something to try. They're like, how do we apply this? This is all great and all, and it worked well for you, but but how do we apply this thing? I say start being late to everything for, no, you know, Cosmo, maybe no. a year. No, Cosmo. Get people angry at you Shh, no. and then like be, oh, no. hey, I'm on time now. Cosmo. People are like, wow, you've transformed. You're such a different person. Bad. That's Is that not it? That's not it. That's not what we teach. Sorry. Not even close. Here's what we really want you to try. You can ignore everything Cosmo just said. He's a goofball. I am. So 
think about a conflict that you currently have or have had with someone who's important to you. Right. Someone you're in a relationship with. It could be a friend. It could be a family member. It could be a spouse. Coworker. Coworker. Any of those kinds of people. Take out a note card and at the top of one side, write down what the conflict is from your perspective. Like kind of give it a title and then write down three things that you want the other person to understand about the topic. From your perspective, be thorough, but keep it limited to three things that you want the other person to understand. Then write a fourth statement about why you want them to understand your perspective and why that's important to you. So that's what you do on the first side. Flip the note card over. Flip it. And then ask yourself what a different perspective could be on the topic. Write down three different perspectives that you could have on this topic. If you know the perspective of your other, then write that down in as much detail as you possibly can, but really strive to put yourself in their shoes and explain it as they would. Right. So imagine you're in high school debate. Now, I never took high school debate. Maybe you didn't either, but I've heard that you're assigned a topic and then you have to defend that topic or persuade someone else to agree with that thing. Even if you don't believe it. Even if you don't believe it. So think of it in those terms. You flipped over the note card. Okay, I have to convince someone else that the opposite to what I think is true. It's going to force your brain to think about different perspectives. And then the next time you meet with that person, exchange note cards and discuss. Have them do the same thing. Have them write it down from their perspective, other perspectives, share the note cards and discuss what you came up with. Sound good? I think it sounds great. I think it sounds super fun. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and, cool. And that's a good thing. If if you start doing things with a goal in mind, Yeah. if you start having conflict with a goal in mind, then you're going to not be so afraid of conflict. It is actually a really good thing. Most everything in your life is some sort of conflict you have to overcome. <laughs> right. Sometimes it's internal, external. Dealing with other people, it's good to find people who want to do it with you and go through the conflict with you. That's a really good thing. Are you saying I'm not the center of the universe, Cosmo? I'm saying... Lame. So lame. That it might not be possible. Lame. Okay. So here's a parting scripture that okay. I thought was good. Proverbs 18, 2. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. Hmm. So Susie, do you want to pray for us as we end this podcast? To. I would love to. All right. Father, we thank you so much that you have made us unique. You've given us unique perspectives, opinions, personalities, ways of looking at the world. And we need each other. We need to be able to understand other people's perspectives. And so, Father, we ask that you would help us to see conflict as an opportunity to understand other people's perspectives and ideas, that you would give us a goal for our conflict of mutual understanding, and that you would help us to eliminate from our mind that the point of conflict is to either win or lose, but rather to come to unity, come to a better understanding, and walk more closely with you. We just thank you for this time, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thanks. Have hope, a good one. Hope to see you next podcast. Did you say podcast? I did. <laughs> well, darn tootin'. Hey, thanks so much for listening today. We hope that you liked what you heard and learned something that will help you have impactful interactions with others. 
We think it's totally awesome that you're taking this time to invest in yourself and your relationships. We know it's sometimes easier to just shut the door and shut out the world, but you're doing the hard work of soul anchoring, so yay you! Keep going! You've got this! If you're interested in our resources, in-person events, online courses, personal coaching, and the like, go to soulanchoring.com for more information. And when you have a spare minute, would you please do all the things for us? You know, follow our podcast, leave a rating and review, recommend it to your friends and family, and follow us on Instagram at soulanchoring. Okay, people, you are now ready to To people. people.